Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and I am right here 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. The debates are over, and Biden, el bobo, showed up like I predicted that he would. Now, I'm not much for predicting anything. I really don't like the crystal ball stuff, but I do want to bring this up because the conspiracy people that I talk to all the time had spent the last, I don't know, month, three months, three years with all sorts of stories. Story number one, Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee. All right, I'm still waiting. Story number two, Biden's not showing up to the debates. Oh, no? Could have fooled me. I said he was showing up. Listen to the last episode of This Is America, and you will it's right on tape well before the actual debate occurred. Now, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, which I love to do. I love tooting my own horn. But I'm talking right now specifically with the goal of people realizing that Biden needed the debate. I said it then and I'm going to say it again. He wanted to produce a video. He wanted to produce social media gold. He wanted to give the media the tools, the ammunition that they need so that they can say, look at my guy Biden. Look at how my guy Biden delivered. It didn't matter what they were going to say. They might have said, hey, what's the weather? He was going to say, you're a clown. You insulted the troops. You insulted the soldiers. My son, Bo Biden, is a hero. I got hairy legs. He knew exactly what he wanted to say. That's what this comes down to. And that's what I've been trying to stress from the beginning. This is politics. It's sleight of hand. It's smoke and mirrors. It doesn't really matter what the truth is. It matters what you purport to be the truth. He put Trump on defensive because he lied so damn much. And Trump should have seen it coming. And I'm sure he did. I'm sure they looked at the old footage of how he did uh, Paul Ryan, of how he treated Sarah Palin in 08. Biden is not new to this. He's run for president three times. Not to mention they ended one of his campaigns because he got caught lying so badly. He has a history of this, and people forgive him because he's so affable. Now, if you're thinking, he's not freaking likable, you're out of your mind, Rich. No, I'm not. I oftentimes think, look, if I had the honor of having the president of the United States over my house for like an outdoor barbecue event with my family, I would love it, but it's unlikely. But I got to tell you, a close second, bring in creepy, sleepy Joel Baboso Biden. He's got to be a hit. Just imagine a guy with his aviator sunglasses. You know, me and Barack, we, uh, when we were in the White House, I got hairy legs. I learned about roaches there because J-O-B-S, three-letter word, and all these other crazy things that he said. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. He is Joe El Baboso Biden. The guy is a show on wheels. People don't get mad at him. They didn't get mad at him. 
when he said you can't even walk into a 7-Eleven without having an Indian accent. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. There's so many. When he said, how about this one? You remember this one? What we have here is the first black African-American articulate, clean candidate for president of the United States. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and a nice looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. He was talking about Barack Obama. He got away with that one so well, they made him vice president. He said the first clean, articulate black guy, and he became that guy's vice president. So what can you do? If you're logical, forget emotion. Just be logical and say, if this guy can get away with murder, and he has throughout the years, what makes us think he's not going to get away with it again? Of course he's going to show up to the debates, and he's going to say whatever the hell he wants. And he did, and he was like, oh, I didn't say that. Trump says, you called the troops stupid bastards. And Biden goes, I did not. That's a lie. And he's lying. We played you that audio. You've heard it over and over. So what is anybody to do? What is anyone to expect? That he's going to continue to do the same. Each of the candidates went in there, in my opinion, with a goal. Trump had to remain calm and appear to be what many people consider presidential. Now, I really don't give a damn about this presidential thing that everybody talks about because it's actually what I like about Trump. I've always thought to myself in the back of my mind, if somebody were to ask me these tough questions that I see so many politicians waffle when asked, they fold just at the thought of certain questions. I often think to myself, if they asked me something like that, I'd be like, yeah, and so what? And you know what? They'll criticize me for being inarticulate. But guess what? That is how I'll respond. I might even do it in Spanish and be like, aha, y que, y por que me importa eso. Why should that matter to me? What's the relevance of that? I'm more concerned with what you're doing. What is it that you've done for anything, for your country, for your city, for your, in Joe Biden's case, for your campaign, for the issues that you're trying to champion? Not a whole lot. So you've got to push them beyond the lip service. President Trump was literally walking into this debate with his third Nobel Peace Prize nomination. He's gotten more Middle Eastern countries signed up for the Abraham Accord, the peace plan in the Middle East, than I've ever seen. Now, some say it's all smoke and mirrors. Be that as it may, it's a recent achievement. And there wasn't any focus on foreign policy, and Mark Levin pointed that out, because, of course, they would have to pivot to him having a chance to take a victory lap and say, yeah, 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 I did that. So they didn't want Trump to get any shine in this event. But between an unfair moderator allowing Biden to lie and take the debate sideways and Biden's lies, Trump had very little choice except to defend his positions. Imagine showing up to that debate and getting asked the questions that he got. Will you d denounce white supremacists? Something he's been doing for years. Why on earth would they ask this question? And why wouldn't they ask Biden the question when he has such a history of being a segregationist? Most recently, we saw his running mate, VP candidate Kamala Harris, blasting him in the debate. And this audio comes out quite often, but listen to this. Vice President Biden, do you agree today, do you agree today 
that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then. No, Do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education. That's what I opposed. Well, I there did was not a failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the second the, class to integrate Berkeley, the, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. Even Kamala Harris blasted Joe Biden on this. And now she's his running mate. It was just like when he said bad things about Obama, articulate, clean, blah, 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 hairy legs. And next thing you know, he's the VP. That's how they roll. There's no standard. But whatever. I don't want to do debates forever. But I just wanted to make those points. Because I do get sick and tired of all these conspiracy people that are more concerned with what they can't prove and less concerned with what is actually going on. So much to talk about when it comes to politics And everybody wants to talk about Joe Biden's wearing a wire. Who gives a damn? All right, he's wearing a wire. Guess what? On TV and on the radio, we wear wires all the time. There's constantly someone talking in our ear. Now you're saying, all right, but that's an unfair comparison, Rich. You guys are broadcasters and he, you know, we expect him to know this stuff. I know my stuff. But if there's something that has to be told to me, and I'm not saying I'm not defending him wearing a wire. I'm just saying it's irrelevant. It's stupid. If that's what he needs to do, then that's what he needs to do. And if, if Trump didn't think it was necessary to point that out, if the debate commission didn't think it was necessary, if Chris Wallace, even though he's questionable, didn't think it was necessary, then what the hell? Trump was right up there in his face. They put it at as an original request. Uh, eventually, I believe they agreed to say, you know what, we're not going to agree to that. If you still want to debate, we do it. They, they had rules. They agreed on the rules. And that's the point that I want to make. They agreed on the rules. Nobody was forced to show up. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, why wouldn't they pick another moderate? Because that's the one they picked. And both sides agreed. Either side could have said, I don't want that guy. I want this guy. And the other side could have said, nope, that's the guy. We're either doing that guy or no guy at all. That was the debate. That's how it went down. I believe in my heart of hearts, Trump dominated the night. He made the most sense. He showed the American people a different side of him and then the side that they already knew. But I believe until it was thrown at him. He wasn't dishing it out hardcore. He was keeping it calm and civil. And I even tweeted at that time. It was right at the top. He didn't take it to the gutter until Biden did. And just rewatch it. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Did Biden land a few? Of course he did. That's what he was there to do. And for everybody that wants to say everybody's mind is made up, I don't believe that to be true. You know what? In the years that I've watched politics, debates have always moved the needle one way or another. There are a lot of people that don't give a damn about politics and they start tuning in now, September, October, right before the election. So to discount the fact that it was a ratings wonder and everybody was watching it is a mistake, in my opinion. It's a real political miscalculation to say that this isn't going to move the needle for anybody, that everybody knows who they're going to vote for. Bravo, Sierra, BS, no, sir, no, ma'am. There are people that looked at this and said, you know what? I have a better opinion of either one of those guys than I had before. Everybody that was sold on the idea that Joel Baboso Biden was literally drooling and hiding in his basement, teleprompters, earpieces, can't make a coherent sentence. What are we doing? Oh my gosh, no. And I make fun of him for those things. But I always had the caveat and said, Joe Biden's a good debater. I've seen him debate and people, hey, but Rich, he's not the same guy he used to be. That's not the same Joe Biden that went against Paul Ryan. 
It looked like the same Joe Biden to me. Discounting your adversary is a political miscalculation. Treating like an election like you've got it in the bag is a mistake. Take the candidate seriously. Joe Biden's a dangerous demagogue who definitely has slowed down, who definitely has some cognitive impairments. The guy's had two open brain surgeries. It's clear on many occasions you see him searching for words he can't find. That's called aphasia. He has it way more remarkably than other people do. And that's something that gets worse, not better. So yes, they can fill him with drugs that you want, if you want to call them performance-enhancing drugs. I don't think they were shooting him up with testosterone. I'm sure he might have taken an extra Aricept, an extra Namenda, maybe some Adderall, whatever. Anything to help with his focus, help him be on top of his game, lots of sleep, lots of fluids. Like any other athlete, I guess, preparing that is allowed to take those things. And there's no rules against doping, if you will, ahead of a political debate. But I'll tell you. I do my podcast with Pepsi, free plug, Diet Pepsi. And I double up and throw some coffee into that, Cafe Bustelo, strong stuff, when I guest host the Mark Levin Show. A little extra caffeine keeps me on my toes, keeps me hyped up, keep that energy level high. So yeah, those are my performance-enhancing drinks. I don't like Red Bull. I like coffee. Me gusta el café. I just always have. The point I'm making, we can expect more of this from Biden. He now has video that can be looped on end of him on the attack, on the offensive. And that's how you win in politics. He who throws the first punch wins. If you're not throwing the first punch, you're either getting punched in the face or blocking that punch. Thank God that Trump fights back. Thank God that he's a counterpuncher. And when you push him, he pushes you right back. And he isn't new to that. It doesn't ruffle his feathers for people to throw barbs at him. Amen. I think it got under his skin that he didn't expect to get double teamed the way he did. And I think that was a blind side. I don't think he was going to rely on Chris Wallace to be his ally, but I definitely don't think he went in there expecting for Chris Wallace to be the tag team partner of Joe Biden. And sadly, on more than one occasion, that happened. You have repeatedly criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, you, you what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and would right you like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists boys. and right supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what oh, his tonight. FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, that we're done. We're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. Your administration. That's not an idea. Everybody in your administration. Administration tells you the truth is a bad, is a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa, Antifa is a dangerous. All right, radical gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. Them. They'll overthrow you. When a- 
So it's clear when you have a candidate that's telling the president of the United States, shut up, man, when he calls him a clown, disrespecting the office of the presidency that you want to hold while constantly denigrating Trump for doing that same thing. That's always their criticism. He's unpresidential. He doesn't hold up the dignity of the office, right? Isn't that what they're always saying? Of course, it's what they're always saying. The radical fringe left wing of the Democrat Party, those that are adherents of Marx's teachings, have taken over the party. Everybody has to play ball with Bernie and AOC. Guys like Biden, who were once strong on law and order, and that's evidenced by his 1993 crime bill position and the things that he said. I'm not supporting his super predator comments or anything like that, but my point was he argued in the affirmative for law and order to keep bad people off the street, something today he's quiet about. And that's all he does is just say quiet. He might come out every now and again and say something that's non-offensive to his colleagues in BLM, his colleagues in Antifa. Now, speaking of Antifa, before we go, one thing I want to mention here is that I get, at this point, hundreds of calls about Antifa.com pointing to Joe Biden's website. If I went to GoDaddy.com or any other domain provider and decided to register Biden is a pedophile.com and I forward that internet address, that URL, to JoeBiden.com, really there's nothing in the world that's going to stop me. It's free speech. I can do whatever I want. For all we know, some huge critic of Joe Biden's decided to point Antifa.com towards the Joe Biden website to embarrass him, to make him look bad. It was funny, and I admit I laughed. And when I checked it not too long ago, it wasn't even pointing there anymore. But people still bring up this point as if it's some sort of, we gotcha. You're raising money with Antifa. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't believe that people are that gullible, but still, that's the case. And if you don't believe me, the Trump team is very smart. And I'm not saying that they did that in any way. I'm just saying they're smart. And something that they did do was they snatched up todosconbiden.com, all with Biden in Spanish, todosconbiden.com. And it points to a website of Joe Biden saying, oops, we forgot to take care of Latinos. We forgot to think about Hispanic voters. And it's really funny. It's great. I mean, he's him and his entire team are experts at trolling back the trolls, at creating the funniest memes. I mean, it's, it's terrific. They really do an amazing job. But my point is, todoscombiden.com is not the Hispanic Latino outreach arm of the Biden campaign. It's a website from the Trump campaign. But it points to Joe Biden's website, or at least to, to that website where uh, they make fun of Joe Biden. It's a parody. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Onion is a parody. The Babylonbee.com is a parody website. It's satire. It's terrific. You got to check it out. Always puts a smile on my face when I read that stuff. Now, I want you to keep it locked right there because I sat down with President Trump's advisor, Bruce Lavelle and Kerry Pickett from the Washington Examiner, and the legendary John Batchelor on The John Batchelor Show to discuss post-debate. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. 
Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Reactions to what we saw the night of the debates. So I've got that and I've got my one-on-one with my buddy Brandon Bryce out in Detroit, Michigan. So keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. And as promised, we've got our interviews and reactions from the top experts in this game. A very good evening to you, Carrie and Bruce. I start with you, Carrie. What were your first thoughts as you're as we're all making notes heatedly uh, following Chris Wallace and when the exchange started, what what did you what came to mind, Carrie? Good evening to you. Good evening yourself. Well, yeah, I just began to uh, again to have a little flashbacks to the uh, GOP primary of 2016 and remembering how uh, Trump debated because it certainly didn't seem like his style had uh, changed any. And then, of course, into the uh, presidential uh, debate in 2016 when he was uh, going after Hillary Clinton. He's he's certainly still debating like an outsider, even though he is in the White House now. And ultimately, it just doesn't seem like any minds will be changed after tonight. Trump and uh, Biden supporters uh, will see in their candidates what they were looking for from the very beginning. So I'm kind of curious at, well, as to what will be available for the next two debates for them to sort of squabble over. Ultimately, now everyone's going to start wondering, so what exactly is going to happen with independence? Which way are they going to go? Are they just going to sort of throw their hands up in the air and go, well, you know what, I might as well just stay home because these two, I don't know uh, – which one I'm going to vote for, because frankly, I'm sort of frustrated. Yeah. Uh, Carrie and Bruce, buenas noches. Good evening. Uh, it's Rich Valdez. I, my uh, question, I guess, for you guys is, you know, taking off your reporter hat or your political hat, uh, Carrie, what is your initial response? Uh, kind of like John Batchelor mentioned earlier, who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for after watching this? Carrie, you first. Uh if it was uh, if it was uh, Trump that they were already voting for, or rather sort of tilting towards in the very beginning, uh, it would be Trump that they would be voting for going into the election. If it was uh, Biden that they were leaning towards, or if they didn't like Trump previously, then they, then it was a uh, Biden that they're going to be going. Uh, towards uh, definitely going into November 3rd. If they had no idea, then they still have no idea. And Bruce, uh, how how would your neighbor, in your opinion, vote after hearing tonight's exchange or seeing the summaries tomorrow or all the video packages? Good evening to you, Bruce. Hey, thanks. Well, you know, I I don't know, Rich. You know, I I was hoping, honestly, for a more unbiased moderator, respectfully. Hmm. So my my mind going into this and, and... I was my messenger was just going off. My text message was going off for my liberal friends and my conservative friends on this on Chris Wallace. Okay, his performance and but trying to sift through because uh, uh, you know there's no love lost to him and, and President Trump. You know I felt that at the end of the day the the viewers would would go with the president on the strength factor. Um, I will say this, that based on what I've seen historically with Biden on his, should I say, campaign performances um, from teleprompters and what have you, it it just seemed like 
he kind of knew what was going on more so. It didn't fit the same Biden that I've seen the last several months in the campaign. And making that first opinion on that with the way Chris handled it, you know, it, it seemed like the president had more of President Trump had more of the strength that it's the state of the country, what it's going through, that they would side more with the president. You know, my thought was that, uh, and I'll reiterate, just I believe Trump really dominated most of the debate tonight and that Biden really kind of survived and got through it with some canned responses. How do you react to that? Well, you know, Rich, I, I, I'm, man, I, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I promise you I'm not. I, it just really felt like, you know, Chris Wallace put a lot of emphasis that they're mine and no one knows about this but me. But I've never seen Biden do this type of performance. I've, I've watched him do easy interviews without and just bomb after bomb and gaff after gaff. And I promise you, it just seemed like he had an idea about some level of the questioning. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it just, I'm only going by what I have witnessed him and his performance, you know, and, and Rich, I've been over, I've been on 600 shows since 2015 or more. Yeah. And I have an eye for folks when they're on camera and have an eye for when in debates. And I've never seen him make it this far in anything and even the simplest things when he's asked questions and it just it just had that appearance uh carrie tomorrow the campaigns go forward uh stating what they accomplished in the cleveland debate do you see the vice president gaining advantage in any fashion tonight he used some rough language addressing the president of the united states that word the the word lie was the least of it is this an advantage for him tomorrow that he punched Certainly. I mean, look, no matter what, uh, he was always going in a winner as far as much of the media was concerned. Because keep in mind, uh, a very low bar was set for Joe Biden. In fact, uh, if you think about it, 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 a a lot of people were were tuning in to see if Joe Biden was going to have some sort of major senior moment. Yeah, it wasn't so much necessarily if people wanted to see how Donald Trump was going to do. People wanted to see if Joe Biden was going to have some sort of mental or like emotional breakdown because Donald Trump was going to pound him into the ground. It, it, it was mainly if, geez, is, is a Joe Biden going to be able to, to survive this because people think that he has some sort of senility problem. People wanted to just witness this you know, live on camera. And the fact that the, the bar was set so low, just the fact that right. that major thing didn't happen. People are like, well, you know what? You did OK. All right. And, I, I, let's take a poll. The four of us. Uh, I'll start with you, Bruce. Did Joe uh, did Joe Biden survive the president's pummeling tonight, Bruce? Yes or no? Well, yeah, he, he survived a little of it. Right. And Carrie, I believe from what you just said, you believe that Joe Biden survived the pummeling tonight. As a result of the bar being set so low, he survived it. It wasn't so much that he got an A plus. I'll put it to you that way. I understand. And, yeah. Bru- and, <laughs> and Rich, did the president, did the vice president survive the pummeling tonight? By the skin of his teeth. Uh, the skin of his teeth. I agree with the three of you. <laughs> the vice president outperformed because he performed. And the president was, as Kerry characterized him, in uh, campaign fashion from 2016. We haven't seen that for four years. There are two more debates to go if both sides agree for more of these exchanges. Uh, Bruce Lavelle, 
He is the executive director of the National Diversity Council for the president's campaign. Carrie Pickett of the Washington Examiner, a senior campaign correspondent. Rich Valdez, my dear friend of This Is America here and the East Coast of the United States, all across America, people ringing each other up, say, did you see that? Keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right. Welcome back. I am Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I want to bring in somebody that's going to help us make sense of the debates last night. We had debates with former Vice President Biden and President Trump going at it, trading barbs on the coronavirus, on the military, on taxes, on law and order specifically. To help us bring the common sense out of all of this stuff is Brandon Bryce. He's a contributor to the Mackinac Center for Public Policy and the Detroit Free Press and the host of Straight Talk with Brandon Bryce. He's a former colleague of mine in the administration of Governor Chris Christie, where he served as Director of African American Affairs and as the Education Liaison for the Office of the Governor. Brandon was instrumental to a lot of policy decisions, so I always lean on him to get his advice and uh, reaction to different policy discussions that are happening in the media and in the news. Brandon, welcome to the program. Rich, last night was interesting because I think I heard you earlier. You said something that's really interesting. I am a moderator. Moderator's job is to facilitate the debate, not to add your opinion. Hmm. And Chris Wallace did that three, four, five, six times. And so, Rich, I think last night uh, the president, I didn't like the fact he was interrupting, but I also think there were a lot of questions that Joe Biden simply just didn't answer. And to me, that wasn't fair to the American people. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I saw last night, uh, I saw two men who uh, won, you know, I could tell that the president got frustrated throughout pretty much the entire program, but he was factual. On the flip side, Joe Biden barely asked the question, but at least he was a little bit more poised than the president. So I don't think there was a win-win last night, Richie. All right. So let me uh, get your reaction to this, because there's a few things we're going to talk about today. We're going to take our time and really try to unpack these things. I'm going to start with law and order, but then we're going to go to the pandemic, and we're also going to talk about the military. Now, with respect to the law and order topic, before the break, I I played some audio about law and order and how the president called out Vice President Biden saying, look, man, you can't even name one. You can't name not even one law enforcement organization that's got your back, that's endorsing you in this election. Now I want to bring it to a different clip from the debate. I want you to listen to this, and I want to get your reaction. Check this out. Trump won. They did a crime bill, 1994, where you called them super predators, African-Americans, super predators, and they've never forgotten it. So you did that, and they called you a super predator, and I'm letting people out of jail now that you have treated the African-American population community you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country you did the 19 and that's why if you look at the polls i'm doing better than any republican has done in a long time because they saw what you did you call them super predators and you've called them worse than that you can't even say the word law enforcement because if you say those words you're going to lose all of your radical left supporters we believe in law and order but you don't The top 10 cities and just about the top 40 cities are run by Democrats and in many cases, radical left. And they've got you wrapped around their finger, Joe. So that's the president giving it to Vice President Biden. 
Now, Brandon, he mentioned a few things that I think qualify you uniquely as an expert. Number one, obviously, you're a very um, learned man, but you're also a black man, right? And they're talking about black people. I oftentimes on my show talk about my musing, right? We were talking one time and I said, hey, what do you think about Kamala Harris being appointed as the vice presidential candidate? And you said, oh, you mean the Lock a Brother Up ticket? So I talk about that all the time on my show. I think it was so poignant and so well, and I always give you credit for it. But uh, give me your reaction to that audio that you just heard. Well, you know, Rich, I think the president said it what as it needed to be said. I mean, the reality is we can talk about all the issues that affect African-Americans, but one of the number one issues is prison reform. And whether you like the guy or not, the guy has let out more and focused on prison reform more so than the, the African-American president eight years ago, which was interesting. Uh, One of the things we should look at is that, one, uh, the 94 crime bill, we really got to look at what is the issue with the 94 crime bill. Thousands of black and brown men were put away for frivolous crimes because of that bill. Now, what's interesting about the 94 crime bill is that you had a lot of African-Americans against and in favor of the 94 crime bill because crime had gotten so bad. You know why crime got bad, Richie? Crime got bad because there was a lack of focus on economic development. The thing that that, uh, that uh, the president is doing now, focusing on minority businesses through the platinum plan, that's so we don't have to go to a 94 crime bill. If you look at New York City, New Jack City, they even made a movie about it. Rich, the reality is the 94 crime bill was a response to failed liberal policy. We need to call it what it is. And the president was absolutely right. Now, I didn't like him cutting Joe Biden off. I thought that was a little uncouth but the reality is joe didn't say anything and the president said too much brandon bryce is donald trump a racist well i'll tell you this if you talk about somebody who's funded more money more federal dollars to black colleges than any president in u.s history let out more african americans than any other president in u.s history and also uh has really taken the charge on black and 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 brown minority business owners i think you can you can really call that person a racist i think that person is somebody that's a businessman the reality is we need more business people in the african-american and hispanic latino afro afro caribbean community let me ask you this you're somebody that has attended and graduated from a historically black college and university hbcu howard university in washington dc when you when you hear uh that president trump who so many call a racist, has helped your alma mater and so many others and people in your situation. Now, you may not have to have grown up in poverty, but I know you didn't grow up as a Trump, right? You're a regular guy from Detroit, made your bones in New York and New Jersey politics, and you're back home in Michigan. How does it uh, sit with you that they constantly attack Trump as some sort of racist? Well, I'll tell you this, Rich. You know, I think, unfortunately, people get sidewised by, you know, they say, oh, he's a racist because I don't agree with him. Uh, the real racist is Senator Robert Byrd, who was literally a Klansman. A real uh, the racist. real racists are, you know, folks who are on, you know, the Aryan, in the Aryan nation and on the far right. The reality is, I mean, look at it from this perspective, Rich. The president's right-hand guy is an African-American from Howard University. Mm-hmm. Name is Deron Smith. So my point is, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I look at a person, you know, that thing that Dr. King reminded us uh, almost 50 years ago where he said the content of one's character, not their race. I'm looking at the actions. And right now, 
African-Americans are doing much more better now than they did four, eight, and 12 years ago. I mean, Rich, we've got to be savvy enough to look at who's actually doing something versus who's just talking. All right, Brandon, we've got four minutes to go. I want you to uh, give me your reaction to what they spoke about last night at the debate with respect to the soldiers. And I want you to listen to President Trump, cut three, where he's talking about what Biden said to the soldiers. Listen to this. This is the president describing Vice President Biden. He made a statement about the military. He said I said something about the military. He and his friends made it up, and then they went with it. I never said it. Okay. That is what not he true. Did, Sir, he you're said, done in a segment. He called Mr. the military Vice, Mr. Vice stupid bastards. I, I did not say it on tape. Wait, uh, he said Mr. stupid uh, bastards. Not Sir, said it. stop. I would never say I would that. Play it. Play it. So now you have President Trump saying he called them stupid bastards. And Joe Biden says, I did not. I did not. And then Trump says, play it. It's on tape. Play it. What do you think about that, Brandon? You know, Rich, the the bigger issue is, you know, let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about pocketbook issues. Yeah, I want to honor the president's wishes and I want to play it. Listen to this. Go ahead. This is Biden talking to the troops. And I want you to know, notwithstanding that you may look up to, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I want you to know that. Clap for that, you Clap for that, you stupid bastards. So you just heard Vice President Biden say it. And yeah, you're right. Pocketbook issues matter. But I wanted to bring that up because I felt like you started the conversation tonight saying that Chris Wallace wasn't being fair. And I have to say, he wasn't. The audio's there. It was making its rounds all over social media, all over everything. It's not even new audio. This is something that he said. Whether he said it in jest as a a joke in poor taste or not, he said it. And to say that he didn't say it is a bold-faced lie. Brandon? Rich, the most powerful quote last night. I thought it was a crap show last night. I didn't. I don't think anybody won. I don't think anybody really lost except for the American people. But the one thing that I did agree with that the president said is, Joe, you had 47 years to do something, and I did what you couldn't do in 47 months. I mean, hey. <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is. Hey. I want to talk about the New York Newsday's reporting um, results from Hofstra University's poll showing that Joe Biden has an 11 percent lead over Trump nationwide. And then it goes on to say it's really more like a five point lead. I look at that and I juxtapose that with NBC Universal uh, Telemundo, the Spanish channel, last night had a poll showing 66% of the Telemundo viewers said that Donald Trump won the debate. So 45 seconds, what are your thoughts on the polls? You know, Rich, I don't follow polls. Polls don't vote. I think there's a lot of people who, under scrutiny, are saying that they are quiet about their vote, uh, but they're going to vote a different way in uh, November. And I I can tell you, you know, I'll be honest, you know, the Donald uh, wasn't my first choice, but I think I've seen results, and I think most folks, Hispanics, African-Americans, they're, they're making business decisions this November, and they're saying, you know what, I may not like the guy, but my life is much better now than it was four years ago. Excellent. We'll put a pin in it there. Brandon Bryce, thank you for joining the program. And remember, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. Hamilton and Sir Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to do nothing. So do something. Hasta la próxima, America. I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. 
Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.